Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. Slightly overcast after overnight rain here at Watkins Glen International. But you don't get a green and pleasant land without a little bit of precipitation. And my goodness, this is very pleasant indeed. Just about perfect racing conditions for the second race of the weekend for the Intermittent Master MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodridge Tyres. We are at the Finger Lakes in the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York. Watkins Glen has a rich history of motorsport and the 3.4 mile 11 corner circuit has a little bit of everything. Fast, fast flowing corners, big braking areas, opportunities to overtake down into turn one downhill braking area for the brave on the right hand side of the inner loop, the bus stop. And then coming up over the rise into turn eight, the heel of the boot. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hindorf, and along with Sheer Adam, I'll be describing the action uh, and the entertainment. And there's plenty of that to come uh, in the next 50 minutes or thereabouts, with 45 of those behind the uh, about to get underway uh, after we get the cars rolling. Let's get you up to date with what happened yesterday in a race that was full of incident from the start. It was Gresham Wagner who lead, led through turn one with the rest of the field streaming through. A problem for Max Apalski in the green car and Sam Peely who had their spin. Sam in the number 28 rejoined at the back of the pack. Thomas Annunciata, the rookie from New Jersey, going through into the lead. Wagner pushed down to the bottom end of the top five. Then Gresham Wagner chasing back into third position, hard into the wall at turn number nine, brings out our first, brought out our first safety car. As we got back underway racing, Aaron Johnson taking the lead from his team leader, Jared Thomas. Then the big incident of the day with a multi-car crash, Robert Neuerker, tapping the back of the uh, Anthony McIntosh number 69 car with the Neudorf 55, Celine Road, land number 87, all involved. And we came through under yellow flag for the second win in two races for Aaron Johnson. Shea Adam, the championship then, a championship lead for Aaron Johnson, extended slightly yesterday. It was, and we saw those two moments of contact out on track. Max Apalski being ruled as at fault with the contact with Sam Paley. That resulted in an effective drive-through penalty being issued for Max, even though he couldn't serve it during the race. Time added to his time at the end of the race. And Anthony McIntosh found at fault for that massive multi-car pileup. He will not be participating in today's race. Too much damage to Higgins' car to repair. The other car we've lost from yesterday is Hannah Zellers in the number 74. She will not be taking the start of today's race. So we have only one woman in the field, but that is the form of our championship winner as far as the scholarship was concerned, Heather Hadley. Celine Roland will start on pole position in the 87 from Jared Thomas for JTR in the number 96. Aaron Johnson, the championship leader and yesterday's winner. Uh, will start on the inside of Raw 2 in another JTR motorsport engineering car. Robert Neuerger not penalised for that incident yesterday. Race Control have more views than we do. And uh, they obviously decided that there uh, was uh, uh, it was a 50-50 or a racing ex- incident. Then it's Jonathan Neudorf, the best of the rookies for uh, Hickson Motorsport on the inside of Raw 3 from Matthew Dirksen, who could be back in racing. Woody Hyman for JTR, James Hinchcliffe for JTR in uh, 7th and 8th. James with a very creditable 6th, passing cars in the middle of that melee 
used all of his IndyCar skills to get through what could have been a nasty incident. Anthony McIntosh back, even having been turned around yesterday. He'll start from ninth, and Alex Pachura starting from 10th. Thomas Annunziata, top rookie yesterday, right in the front of the field. Outside the top 10 at 11, as is Gresham Wagner after that incident yesterday. So that's how they line up on the Mazda starting grid. You want to keep an eye on our pole sitter. Salim Rolland comes into this second in the championship. So now he's got a real shot at it. And all he needs to do is keep Aaron Johnson behind him. Miss sport there, actually. Anthony McIntosh not racing here uh, today because of the damage sustained in that incident. Still on the grid sheet here. 45 minutes on the clock. Are you ready to be entertained? In the mid-two, Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. Race two at Watkins Glen International is green. Down towards the first corner, Jared Thomas tries to come around the outside in the red car with the yellow rule too, but he can't get it done. But he slots nicely into second behind Celine Roland, who had a cracker of a start. But now we're two and three wide behind the leaders. And it looks like Jared Thomas has eased his way onto the right-hand side of the track for a moment he took the lead. Here comes Neuinger as well in the number 13, the black and white car. Oh, there's a spin. Matthew Dirks has gone around. This is going to be another big one. Huge incident. Oh, Huge that's, incident. That's Woody Hyman. Hyman getting kicked around. All kinds of debris from the sponsors, logos. Nate Cicero's in there too, I'm sorry to say, from a company Mackler Racing, the young man going for Rookie of the Year. Into the pit lane before the start was Max Apalski. He is still sitting on the pit lane revving his engine. Things don't sound good for the number two machine. Let's try and pick out who's in there. The Grant West in the 50. Woody Hyman, the JTR car. That's the yellow and black machine. Matthew Dirks was involved. Oh, also Clayton in there. Catcher. Uh, Sam Paley's in there as well in the 28, the red car. Clayton Fletcher in the 19. Uh, green and white car and Clayton Ketcher who is planning to only make two race weekends this week this year this being one of them the second at Road America I hope this doesn't impact that Grant West as I mentioned has put the window net down that's a that, good sign that normally says I'm okay oh Nate Cicero involved as well this has decimated the field we might even get a red flag here because there's so much debris on the circuit Big wiggly moment from Matthew Dirks. Not sure. Matthew Dirks's car, I think, already behind the wall there. One of them definitely was, John. You're correct on that, isn't it? And I think it was the silver car. Yep, that big, would be Matthew Dirks. Big damage to the number 82 JTR machine of Woody Hyman, the save a lot machine. That's heartbreaking for Woody. He yeah. does this because he loves it. He had a great run Good yesterday, point. finished inside the top 10, which for Woody Hyman, who's looking at the championship, he finished ninth yesterday. He's 10th in points. This could have been a big day for him. Well, the good news is that we can see drivers out of their cars. The field coming across the start-finish line. Uh, other cars damaged as well, including James Hinchcliffe with some damage to his right-hand side. He was right in amongst that. Let's try and work out what happened. I'm pretty certain it was Matthew Dirks in the silver car in the middle of three. So that was the battle for fifth position. He's got the 55 to his right. Now, does he get a little clip? Oh, he just basically is the meat in the sandwich there. And James Hinchcliffe's to his left. Matthew goes left and right and left and right. I've got it. I don't got it. Hits Hyman. And that is the catalyst for everything else. Wow. Dirk gets, spins, uh, Dirk gets spin, spun around. Then we had Woody Hyman in the middle of the track. Some absolutely ace avoidance by the cars that were coming up from around about 10th, 11th and 12th down. And somebody ran over their own wheel. So the top four are clear at the moment. And that was a big, big hit from Woody, who was uh, catapulted across the track. Gosh, Clayton Ketcher gets thrown up that in was, the air. That was the car that ran over its own right front wheel, the green and white car. And then everybody else at that point is hard on the middle pedal, trying to slow things down. Thomas Anunziata needs to buy a lottery ticket 
right now because Woody Hyman speared across in front of him and wound up taking out Clayton Ketcher instead of wrapping up what is Anunziata's backup car this weekend. That's why he looks exactly like our leader, Celine Rolland. They failed, picked their way through the carnage. Um, bits of car and tyre rolling all the way to halfway down the straight. And there's more cars damaged as well that are still rolling. Dirks was right in the middle uh, of that battle for fifth position with Jonathan Neudorf, the 55 car, on one side of him to his right and James Hinchcliffe to the left. I don't think any blame attached to any of those drivers there. That's hard racing. Three into that area. We saw them go too wide. Look, the leading four are too wide and get through that part of the circuit. Three perhaps pushing their look a little bit and the not on effect. As soon as I saw that car getting loose, I knew it was going to be a big accident because there's there's nowhere to go at that point. It's one of the narrowest parts of the circuit. And as they're going through the S's, three wide, three wide, people. This is not something that happens every day in every form of racing. Gresham Wagner was on the inside of Matthew Dirks and then Thomas Anunziata on the outside. But Gresham managed to get through because he had the ideal line coming up through the S's. Hinch was following him through. So it really was just bad luck at that moment. This is going to take some time to get this cleared up. The clock continues to run. There are still at least four, possibly five cars. What I don't really understand is how Matthew Dirk's car got behind the fence. It didn't go over it. We know that for sure. So, unbelievably, he must have had enough control to drive that car off the track. And given... What was going on around him? That's extraordinary. Woody Hyman's car looking probably the worst off. That car bounced around like a pinball. Uh, it was... And got used as a bit of a punching bag. Uh, it certainly did. It was Clayton Kirsch's Saito Motorsport Group car that got airborne after running over its own right front wheel and suspension. Well, if the fans and enthusiasts down there at the top of Turn 4 weren't awake already, they are now... Hinch has got a little bit of damage to the sill on the right-hand side. Just picking their way through the carnage right now is the number two of Max Opalski. Yeah, and he's been in and out of the pits this whole time, John. Right when the green flag flew, he came down the pit lane. The crew put the engine cover up, started listening to it, revving it. I think that car is not... Not and it still 100%. doesn't sound right. He's off the lead lap, but he sits in 18th position. So let's quickly go through... Um, Alex Batura sparked performance involved in that as well. Nick Cicero, Clayton Ketcher, we've referenced with Sam Paley, Grant West, Woody Hyman and Matthew Dirks. And Max Opalski just back out of the pit, so he's still running. So I reckon that was seven cars involved in that. Add that to Anthony McIntosh and Hannah Zellers, who we didn't see take the race after a similar incident slightly further back down the track yesterday. And that is going to leave us with 18 Mazda MX-5s to contest the last 37 minutes of the race. It's a lot of debris for our safety crew to pick up. awful lot of debris. And thank you to our safety crew for being out there. So it all started coming up through turn three with... It was Gresham Wagner, wasn't it? The five car that was actually right there. Hinch tried to follow him through. He got a great run, though, did Gresham? He did. He, he, he was out of that before it really started, but he was had to ride the curb up turn three. Very, very, very quick part of the circuit. And glad to say at the moment we've seen, I think, at least five of the seven drivers... There'll also be some barrier repair to do. It's the green and white number 19 car that went for the biggest ride. Clayton Kirchett. Finished 14th in yesterday's race, did Clayton. Really good showing for a first run in this series. Man. Oh, man. Who was that coming through at the back? The 54 car of Heather Heather Hadley. That was a great piece of driving by Heather in the spot. Performance car to slow down and pick a lane and then pick her way through some quite large pieces of debris, actually, 
It's the worst thing you can do when you're in the middle of a pack. Uh, you have so little time to respond to what's going on. Almost has to be instinctive. The wrecker trucks are there. All of the wrecker trucks are there. And, and that's still, all of the safety crews. And it's not going to be enough to get them all away. Matthew Dirks, where he stopped on the track, it was directly across the track from that opening in the guardrail. So I think he just, just saw the light and drove straight stuck through. Stuck it into first and yeah. whatever he could do to get the car to pull forward. Very well, smart young man is well, Matthew Dirks. He's, he's a good lad. and I, I, I don't think any blame can be put on him or indeed any of the other drivers around him. It was Gresham Wagner, uh, uh, Hinge, and who did I say the other one was? It was the Thomas 55. Uh, no, no, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Nordorf. Yeah, They were all just battling for position. That was good hard racing. Well, we should note that while we are behind the safety car with 10 minutes of the race elapsed, we've had three laps complete. Celine Roland has led all of those three laps, and there are bonus points for leading the most laps. Jonathan Neudorf in the yellow, uh, sorry, the orange and black car uh, to the right of the track. Gresham Wagner to the left, and the silver car in the middle was the car that precipitated it all. But that was that was just a little bit of hip and shoulder from Neudorf, and then into Hinch, and then bounced back. And there was a moment, I'm sure, when Matthew Dirks thought, I've got this, I've got it. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, no, I don't got it. Credit to Jonathan Neudorf. He had a couple of really good saves there, too. I mean, his car was wiggling and coming across the top of the S's. It was a Canadian sandwich, or a half-Canadian sandwich, I suppose, with a hinge on one side and Jonathan Neudorf, who claims Alberta as one of the places he comes from, the other being Arizona. Anything beginning with an A? Not Alabama, uh -huh. shockingly, okay. or Alaska. So behind the Mazda MX-5 safety car, Celine Roland is very happy for this to continue under yellow because all of a sudden he can go around and continue racking up the points. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The clock continues to count down. We're down to 34 minutes remaining. Now, now that the drivers have been attended to, and the cars are beginning to be pulled out the way, the track services team turn their attention to potential damage to the safety fence on driver's left. Now, in recent years, I've developed more of a relationship with guardrail for reasons we don't need to talk about, but I happen to notice, not because I've hit it or replaced it, none of that. No, no, no. Um, I, I, know about. I know how it's created, and it's a very interesting product process. Um, but guardrail, there's a Department of Transportation base at the bottom of this hill. Yes, there Just is. as we come into the racetrack. Yes, there is. So if they needed more guardrail and, say, the state wanted to help out, I know where some is. Yeah, it's a good point. We can find some fairly easily. They have the uh, the salt machines down there as well, the gritting machines, don't they? I and saw they're, that. they're building something new, an extension uh, yeah. to it as well. Yeah. Noticed that when we uh, came in earlier in the week. Let's talk about what all of these drivers are here for. That's A to race, B to have fun. But C, there is a financial incentive here share just the a little one 1.2 million dollars in prize fund across the season that's right 1.2 million dollars with 250 thousand dollars for the series winner we'll come back in just a second i'm just hearing from race control that james hinchcliffe is going to get a mechanical black flag. Ah, the oh. sill piece is now, which was sort of wafting, is now dangling off. And if that number three sill doesn't fall off in the next 10 yards from the sixth position car, he's going to have to come in the pits. And that's what he's going to do. Oh. Can't risk that falling off. Now, he won't lose the lead lap, but Q a comeback drive from James Hinchcliffe after this. You know, I was going to say he needs to channel Taylor Swift and shake it off. As we get another look well, here's the where moment it happened. where it knocked off. Just the silver car in the middle of that sandwich. Hinch is going to follow through Gresham Wagner in the white, green and orange car. And there's oh, the little contact. touch. There's the little touch between Hinch and Matthew Dirks. And it's left, right, left, right. Oh, so close. So close. Sometimes doing nothing is the thing to do. And Matthew was trying not to get behind on the steering. And then he realized it was going, and he had to press the brake pedal. 
but it was the it was the tiniest of touches between these those two cars. Big big hit for Woody Hyman in the yellow and black car as he speared across the track. Then the 19 going up in the air, having fired itself up from its own way, looked like something out of a movie. Clayton Kerchet. Uh, effectively running over his own wheel, which catapulted him into the air. The car stayed right side up. And still some uh, damaged vehicles to be moved, including the number 50-5-0 car of Grant West and the Spark Performance Machine. So as I was going to say with James, if this was a normal situation where he was racing for a win and points and a championship and for some of that money that we were talking about, he would have channeled Taylor Swift and just shaken it off. But because he's not here to interfere with any of the championships, he doesn't want to leave debris around the track. He doesn't want to do anything that would potentially interrupt the race because he's not so much of an interloper as he is a ghost in this race. Yes, he can take trophies, but he's not here to try and ruin anything that anyone else is doing across the year. Very classy of him to pull into the pit lane to get that bit of bodywork removed. And also into the pit lane was Glenn McGee, who was having some right side work done on his car, but now he's back onto the racetrack. Another JTR motorsport engineering car as well. Well, the guys from JTR will have just pulled off the remaining fixing, so James will uh, be able to get round to the back of the queue but of course that's going to drop him well down the order would you like to know some of these financial figures i would yes so we've not changed anything from the past couple of seasons where there's been quite a lot of money at the end of the season so it, it's always been 250,000 for the winner 85 for second 85 50 right. grand for third this is in the Not end of season shabby. championship end, standings. End of season. 20 for fourth, 15 for fifth, pays all the way down to 10th. And by the way, rookie of the year, 80 grand. Right. What's been added this year for the first time as Alex Petura's car got all the way down to the inner loop and now has been attended to. Oh, good effort, Alex. 33 machine. That might just need a flat toe. What's been added to bump the Mazda Real Cash Folding Money Prize Fund up to $1.2 million is race payouts. Every race. Not, every, not just every weekend, every single race. And that goes how? Six grand for the race winner. Second gets five grand. Third gets four. Then you've got three and two for fourth and fifth. Six through tenth gets $1,000 each. Highest finishing woman in the race gets two grand. That adds up over 14 races of the season. Now, I'm not good at math. Thank you, Aaron, for doing this for me. $378,000 extra. Wow. Yeah, that's a good chunk of change. That would buy a house. Well done, Master, for putting well money done, in to this level of racing. And what it has done, of course, is means that, yes, of course, there are drivers who are in this championship who will look at this as a stepping stone. But what we are starting to see now is this as a destination and a race series in its own right. And people building businesses and careers. Look at Jared Thomas. Took his winnings last year. Bought some more cars. Bought a GT4 car. How many cars are they running here? All of them. Uh, 27,000. Yes. Um, no, it's, it's quite magnificent, especially when you walk under their tent. I first went over to JTR uh, two years ago at Daytona. It was them and one other car. Correct, two and cars. Jared and one other car for Dave and Jared. They were running it Dave's out of... Dave's Jared's dad, by the way. Dave Thomas, not right. of that fame, right. uh, of other fame. But uh, there were the two cars. There was a pop-up tent and a very short white trailer that you would normally see... I'm not even going to say snowmobiles, maybe one snowmobile in right. the back of. Very, very short operation. Now they have a full semi. They've got six cars under their tent on any given weekend. Some weekends they have seven. And not all of those are Mazdas because they've expanded the realm and their kingdom. They are turning into not only a powerhouse team in this championship, but they're doing well in other ones too. Talk to Aaron Johnson on Wednesday when we did our live midweek motorsport show, as we do every week uh, through the year, pretty much every week throughout the year, uh, and he said look, it's as simple it's simple as this without that kind of financial support that Mazda has put into this championship I just would not be here yeah. he, he was, you know, Aaron's leading the championship, 250 grand is a lot of money for most people it, well, would, it, it would be a huge amount of money for Aaron, he was earning a living 
uh, uh, he was earning a living at food deliveries. Um, he was telling us he's got a 187,000-mile Toyota Corolla, which he was running around in doing his food deliveries and delivering coupons and such like. That was not just funding his race career, that was funding his life. Yeah, he's from a place called Sulphur, Louisiana, and if you've never heard of it, there's a reason you haven't heard of it. It's not a big city, it's not a big town, and it's a place where people don't often leave and then travel the world. Well, that's what's been afforded to Aaron by his mm. success through racing and by people believing in him, such as the Turn 2, which are the sponsors of him coming in this year, an organization that believes in him so much. They've actually made him race director of their little club, and they've got Brilliant. nine MX-5 Cup cars now. They've started their own sub-series for drivers who aren't capable of running in this championship yet, but Aaron is the guy who's going to help them. I think it is still the case that on any given weekend, more Mazdas are racing around the world than anything else. The the Miata Cup Series, uh, National Series, the MX-5 Cup, uh, both here in the US, uh, Europe and the rest of the world. Very, very popular uh, little sports car, proper little sports car. These cars, they might look pretty straight stock, and that's deliberate. Obviously, they aren't. The cars come in from Yokohama into Florida. I think they come into Jacksonville, actually, at uh, Florida. And they the are, port. Yeah. Yep. And then they are taken down to the workshops of the Fliss Brothers. Fliss Performance. And basically, they are disassembled. So they are standard road cars when they come in, and they are broken down to their component parts. First thing that happens is the engine and the gearbox uh, and the rear axle comes off the car. So we are talking a full strip down. The engine is put to one side with a little note on it saying which chassis it came out of. Then it's sealed with Mazda Sport tags so that nobody can mess around with it. Then everything else is taken off the car and then over 250 full race parts are bolted on to the car. And that's things like suspension, SADF gearbox, new rear axle. That's a sequential gearbox, by the way, with flat shift and auto blip on the way down. James Hinchcliffe was very impressed with that. He said, I've never had it so good in a it small sports you. car. It just spoils you, yeah. Um, the racing wheels, the FIA cage. which From as Long you, Road Racing. Yeah, which uh, Tom Longstart, uh, yep. who uh, for many years were involved in the building of these cars as well. His uh, late mum and his dad. Uh, his late mum yep. and his dad, absolutely. And we still miss Alana every day. Every day. Great personality in the paddock. Uh, fire suppression system. You can have a second seat, second rear seat if you want. You can board in and out so you can take friends, colleagues, or people you don't like uh, out <laughs> in the car and uh, give them an experience of what pure racing is like. The rear's wheels and, of course, the BF Goodrich racing tyres. However, the engine is street stock. Remember that engine that we put to one side in Fliss Performance? That goes back in. The cars are all finished originally in white, and then they are handed over uh, with a logbook and a set of instructions to their new owners. And it's not like Lego when you start building something and then all, by the end you've got all these extra pieces and you don't know where they should have gone. The Fliss brothers have done more than 200 of these cars since we first got them into North America. So they're very well accustomed to what goes where. And I also will say, without giving away any state secrets... I have put a driver in contact with the team to potentially run in this series next year. The response was, well, that is such an affordable price. I can't afford not to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. what you get with this racing in this series. It's a good point. We, we talk about it being pure excitement, pure entertainment, but it's pure racing as well. And value. Often, often described to me as a bit like 70s an 80s Formula Ford racing, except with bodywork. And I, I absolutely understand that. It's very closely monitored by Mazda and by the IMSA scrutineers. And that means that it is the driver and the teams that make the difference. There's a little bit of, of setup work you can do on the cars, but we have great racing. And we're about to go back to that great racing. What brilliant work to clear up that seven-car incident down at turn four. Yes, we've lost some time, but we've still got just over 21 minutes to go. We're back to green for Intermittent Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich here at Watkins Glen. Race two, a depleted feed. 18 cars out of the 
30, uh, 27 that we started with this weekend and the 25 that started this race. Clean start then for Celine Roland from Jared Thomas and Robert Neuegger. Series leader Aaron Johnson in fourth position in the dark blue car. And put the feather in the back of your cap. James Hinchcliffe took that restart P16. Let's see how far up he can get. I have written that down. I've, I've written it down in pencil. I've been rubbing it out every lap, I reckon, here. <laughs> side by side for the lead. This is the classic move. Down at Watkins Glen. Get to the right-hand side before the inner loop. And through to the lead goes Jared Thomas. Pushed there by Robert Neuinger in the black and white and blue car. Following through, Aaron Johnson goes from fourth to third. That's the championship leader. The bright green car slightly further back down. The field is Hernan Palermo, and he is moving up as well. But Jared Thomas is making his bid for freedom with 20 minutes to go. Down to turn six, side by oh. side. Celine Roland has Gresham Wagner for company. Wagner goes through. That was decisive by Gresham Wagner, who was very feisty off the start of the race. Clearly not getting to run all of yesterday's race. He's got some pent-up power. Through <laughs> at turn seven. The two of the boot. He's up to third position. Celine Roland uh, restarted in the lead. He's down to fifth. That's Master MX5 Cup. And we're not even, what, two-thirds of the way done with the lap yet? Yeah, he was still in fifth <laughs> position by turn six. It is just smile-inducing racing. Here's Wagner on Jansson. Goes, or holds on to third. No, goes up to third. Excellent stuff. So Gresham Wagner, a driver on a mission, taking a completely different line through turn nine, trying to get up the inside of Robert Neuinger in the lighter colour card ahead. ahead. The red car with the yellow dominant mirrors and cage is our leader. That's Jared Thomas, the JT of JTR Motorsports Engineering. Jared Thomas racing. Now here comes Neuinger in second. He's got the draft. Draft is strong at this track. The open cockpit with the very draggy roll cage makes a big hole in the air. But Thomas is later on the brakes and opens up a two-cars gap as he goes through turn number one onto the red and yellow curbs. Here comes the here comes the train behind him. Newick is right there. Gresham Wagner looks to the outside, getting a little bit of air onto the front of his car. It's easy to overheat if you sit in the draft all the time. You are flat out for such a long time here. Full oh. throttle racing. Top six absolutely together. Thomas went defensive early out of turn four. That's fine. He didn't move in response to anybody. Newark a second. Still Gresham Thomas. Uh, Gresham Wagner, sorry. <laughs> I'm swapping drivers' names around here. We'll just put all the names into a hat and pull them out randomly. <laughs> it's still Gresham Wagner in the multicoloured car in third. Down to turn six. Neuenger goes to the inside early. Might get the push to the lead from Wagner. And Johnson's there as well. Celine Roland, another multicoloured car in fifth position. And who's that off the back of that? Jonathan I think that's Neudorf. Jonathan Neudorf. Yeah, he's the top rookie. Somehow avoided that accident. And right behind him is Thomas Nunziata. So that'll turn into a good rookie battle here in a moment. BF Goodrich fastest lap going to Gresham Wagner. Last time around in the number five. <laughs> For now, I would say. Well, they're going to have plenty of tyre performance here. The cars at the end of the race probably slightly heavier than they would be because they've not been burning off their racing fuel. That's true. So that will play its part on the dynamics of the car and how much energy they dare put in to the BF Goodrich racing tyres. Well, no one will be dinged for being under underweight. There was a what? pass under yellow that's going to be reviewed post-race. We and, don't know who it was, though. And, and the whole incident, by the way, that claimed those seven cars, Matthew Dirks, Woody Hyman, Alex Pachura, Nate Cicero, Clayton Ketcher, Sam Paley, and Grant West, that all will be re reviewed after the race. Whoa. Underneath our feet, great run. Wagner actually had to pull out slightly early. I think he would have liked to have been behind Robert Neuinger just a little bit longer. Neuinger goes down the inside, but he's not really there. You need to narrow down that corner if you're going to make it to the apex before the person you're racing. You can do that. There's a little bit of camber, a little bit of bank in turn one. Top, like, what is it, six, seven, eight still together? Now it's eight, yeah, because all of a sudden Anunziata is closing in on the back of Jonathan Newdorf and Hernan Palermo, the llama farmer, right behind them too. This is getting good. Fastest lap for 
Palermo last time around. This time, Gresham Wagner goes to the left-hand side. That'll be the outside of the track. The car protesting under the braking. He's gone through the dirt and gone through the dirt to second. Pass on the grass with the BF Goodridge tyres. We know their off-road capability. And here comes Aaron Johnson on Noica as well. The dark blue car on the inside of the outer loop using that bank turn there to get into third position. And Noica, having been pushed offline, is easy meet too for Celine Roland. That's how tight it is. Second, going into the inner loop. Fifth, coming into the tour of the boot because down the inside, Roland will make this pass. And in behind there, Thomas Annunziata in the number 10 car, the two Hickson cars, identical, bar some extra pink tape on Celine Roland's car. Thank you, Hickson. You know, the funny thing, yes, thank you, Shay, as well. Uh, not me, Shay Holbrook. Um, but thank you very much for giving us this beautiful imagery of the protege and the teacher because that's what Celine Roland said at the beginning of the year. He was not the elder statesman but the oldest guy on the team so he was going to try and help these newcomers to Hicks and Motorsport learn his ways to try and get up well within the top 10 of the championship. We are seeing that demonstrated right now. He is the MX-5 master and the, they are his padua. The Yoda. He is. Yes. With a car that colored, how could he not be Yoda? Yeah, well, true enough. True enough. Front of the field. They Jared Thomas. The they never use the dark no. side, no. Jared Thomas and Gresham Wagner have pulled out a good 10 MX5's length to series leader Aaron Johnson. He's worked out he does not have to keep winning these races with the lead he's got, but he must continue to finish. Four cars, two by two further back down the field have just about got through turn one. And in there we... Reminder that uh, James Hinchcliffe went to the back after having to have some bodywork pulled off the JTR Motorsports. He's now up to 13th, and he's uh, right with James Hayashi. Uh, and those are that was the four cars that were battling. It was Hinch, Hayashi, Apalski, and uh, Heather Hadley, all pretty much together towards the back of that group. Oh. Big slide for first and seconds. The red car of Jared Thomas just about held on to it they both went through the middle part of the inner loop far too quickly and Gresham Wagner <laughs> went grass cutting Tony Canan's lawn care services has a new recruit they already hired him for yesterday's work when he was going into the bus stop with three and a half wheels on the grass now he's gone through the bus stop with four wheels on the grass Gresham come on buddy you've already earned your spot <sighs> with Tony you don't have to push it even further I'll tell you what that was absolutely on the limit driving from Jared Thomas. So much on the limit that Gresham Wagner could not follow him through. There's not a lot of aero on these cars, so you don't get uh, understeer push. You don't get aero push on these cars. But Jared held on to that car. Gresham just kept his foot in across the grass. Now, they're all off the track there at turn eight. You'll have to be careful. We did see some final warnings yesterday at that corner at turn eight. And there has been a penalty issue for that pass under yellow. It was John Jodwan. He will have to make a drive through, oh. which is unfortunate because he's currently running in the ninth position. And he and Hernan Palermo were side by side coming out of the final turn the last time around. Just under 13 minutes to go in this second race of the weekend for the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup Series presented by BF Goodrich Tires, Shay Adam and John Hindoff in the IMSA Global Broadcast booth. All right, that is now four laps led for Jared Thomas compared to the seven for Celine Roland. And a new fast lap, that was Celine that time around. So he's got provisionally the 10 bonus points for leading the most laps, uh, for fastest lap as well. 10 points for pole, 10 points for leading the most lap, 10 points for the fastest lap into the pit lane. Out from behind the wall oh, out from the is Nate Cicero. Right. He was involved in that crash on the first lap. Well, he's many laps down, but he's going out to have some fun. 19th position, if he can get to the end. I reckon he is... Well, no, actually, he has, that's his first lap, isn't it? Because he didn't complete the first lap. Correct. So he will go around, so he is 11 laps down at the moment. Robert Noaker dropping back as Aaron Johnson makes the pass, and he's got Celine Roland helping him. No, no, they've crossed the line. Around. They crossed the line in, in that, uh, that, that configuration. Oh, so Noaker so was, was having a look. He was having a look. Aaron Johnson, stout defense with Celine Roland uh, sitting in fifth. It was Thomas Wagner, 
Johnson, Newick and Roland across the line. It's still that. It's probably changed three times since I looked at the timing screen, in all fairness. That is the way of the world there. That is the way. Side by side for the lead. Thomas on the preferred racing line to go into the right-hander. That is on the right-hand side of the circuit, but can't get it done. Could not get alongside and make a genuine passing opportunity there into think, the heel of the boot. Do you think maybe he didn't want to? Well, that's a good point. They are beginning to be caught now. They had a good 10 cars lengths between themselves and the baton for third. That's disappeared. So maybe was that pulling up alongside and sort of going, hey, come on, Jared, we're getting caught here. You're not noticing my hand signals when I'm behind you. Maybe I have to pull up alongside you to get your attention. Through for the final corner, the right-hander again with a little bit of camber, a bit of banking on that. The lead is now maybe with five cars lengths. A bit of bump drafting underneath us. Definitely right on the bumper of Jared Thomas. Gresham Wagner, he is there. You can't see him if you're down at turn one, but I promise there's a green and black car there. Here comes Newick, and down this inside of the championship leader. They both ride the curbs on the exit of turn one, and that will cost Aaron Johnson in the 24, the blue 24, two places as Celine Roland drags through right on the rear bumper of Newick. <gasps> Newick are now third. Uh, Celine, Celine Roland in fourth and fifth now for Aaron Johnson, the series leader. A big intake of breath from both Shea and I here because that was very tight indeed. And here's the battle for the lead. And again, Jared Thomas picks the right-hand line. But round the outside in an audacious manoeuvre. Gresham <laughs> Wagner, can he hold on to it on the exit? He's right on the kerb. Here's Noitner coming through, taking the opportunity. Then Celine Roland in the multicoloured 87 Hickson car. Then the dark blue 24 of Aaron Johnson. Behind that, it's Thomas Annunziata and Jonathan Nerdoff. That's your top seven absolutely together down into turn six and a new race leader Gresham Wagner back to the front of the field. Michael Printup's going to want to have a word with Gresham Wagner the president of this beautiful speedway because he pays a lot of money to people to keep the grounds very nice and Gresham is trying to help don't need that help Gresham keep it on the track now you've got the lead bud just put your head down and go. Wide exit from the toe of the boot from the blue number 24 has dropped Aaron Johnson down another place. This is not good for the championship leader. He's got to time this right. Just under nine minutes to go, though. He can afford this, though, John. He's got a significant lead as far as the championship points are concerned. He can afford one race where he's not on the podium. Got Jonathan Nodolf, who somehow wasn't too badly damaged. Managed to avoid the worst of that incident. The number 55, the orange and white car. Okay, Jared led five laps, Celine led seven, Gresham leading this one. This is going to help Celine Roland because it's one fewer lap that then Jared Thomas can potentially take the 10 points away. Across the line with eight minutes and 10, nine, eight seconds to go. Down the inside, Jared Thomas, that's the way to make the pass at turn one. No way couldn't get that done. A couple of laps ago, and Thomas stays on the defensive line to the right-hand side of the circuit as they come into turn two. Slightly stacks up the top four cars. Gresham Wagner hung out to dry, not on the optimum line through the right-hander. It's turn two, and that's really cost him. He's going to drop from the lead to fourth position. Here comes Anunziata dragging through as well with the 24 of Johnson, the dark blue car in there. Now, pick a lane, pick a lane. Who are you going to go with? Who are you going to draft towards the inner loop? It's Celine Roland who has the advantage being pushed by Neuerke and through goes Anunziata as well and wide for Jared Thomas. He's going to drop down a whole handful of places and Anunziata, I reckon, gets the best of all of that as he started to come through the field. Again, it's a change of lead. That is phenomenal racing. Anunziata up to third ahead of Gresham Wagner in fourth. Then Johnson in fifth. And at the front of the field, Celine Roland now has Robert Neuick behind him. All change. Yes, nothing stays the same in this series as Anunziata now getting to know what it's like to work with Gresham Wagner and then Aaron Johnson right behind. But Robert Noaker is going to be looking for the lead because he knows if he can get there, he can stay there. Did we see the 39 of John Jadwan serve its drive through penalty? Because the message has disappeared from the bottom of the chart, but I don't recall seeing that car down visiting us in the pits. Uh, let me check. I do right. not I do not have him through the pit lane. No, and while you're checking that, James Hinchcliffe, by the way, up to 11th and has now passed. Turn on Palermo. 
I wonder if that's been rescinded. Could have been. Maybe the team's had a word. James Hinchcliffe is in 11th position, having dropped down to 16th. He's not out of this yet. He'll want a top 10 finish. He's only four seconds away from the lead. He's half a second from Hernan Palermo, who's 1.2 seconds from Jeremy Fletcher. No, no, he's past Palermo. Oh, he's past Palermo, excuse me. So Jeremy Fletcher is his next is his next target. Jeremy Fletcher and John Jadwan having a good battle is down into turn one. The lead is under contention. Celine Rolla and Robert Nowak are both wanted. Thomas and Indiana sees a way through. The lighter colored car is Robert Nowak with those blue, purpley blue flashes on the front. He didn't get any help. Nobody chose the back of the 13 car there. The two Hickson Motorsport cars, identical bar that pink tape on the roll bar for Celine Roland, they stuck together and everyone else has gone with so that means that the 13 drops down to 5th position, Neudorf out of the slipstream, out of the draft as well, oh side by side I think there was a little bit of contact there with Jared Thomas, they both come out of it okay our championship leader back up to 4th he was down in 6th, 7th a moment or 2 ago, that's the top uh, that is the top what, 8th? Uh, together. Celine Roland importantly leading the last lap. That means that no one else can lead more laps than him with the amount of time remaining. So 10 bonus points for Paul, 10 bonus points for leading the most laps to Celine Roland. Who's going to come away with the fastest lap of the race? Well, right now, that honor goes to Thomas Anunziata. Who's right in the mix, sitting in behind his teammate. The number 10 car, Thomas involved in the big accident early on, back into the pit lane for Nate Cicero. As he heads back down through the lane, he is many laps down at the front of the field. Here comes our championship leader making a move, trying to get around Gresham Wagner. They're side by side for a moment in turn eight, coming to turn nine now. Oh, Aaron, as soon as you make an attacking maneuver, you are jumped on. It's like the one, it is like the one antelope moving away from the herd and it's just getting picked up by the lioness. It's quite extraordinary. This is nature in its cruel but unadulterated form. This is Master Racing. This is Master Racing, yes. In their natural environment, these Mazda MX-5 Cup cars across the line again. Three, just under four minutes to go. Roland leading again from Annunziata, then... The number five is Gresham Wagner. The lighter-coloured car is Robert Neuegger. Then Aaron Johnson in the dark blue car. Then his teammate from JTR in the red car with the yellow flashes and the yellow roll hoop. That's Jared Thomas. So two Hickson cars there. A spark performance. A Robert Neuegger racing machine and two JTRs in the top six. And they oh. are teaming up here. This is team racing in some ways. The two Singleton cars have to pick a group to steer with. That was interesting because we had the two Hickson cars split there. That One went to the right, one went to the left, and they both got followers. Newick are losing it, coming out of the inner loop now. And he'll get dragged by. He's been put on the clothesline. And he is going to drop back behind the two JTR cars. Jared Thomas will get him around the outside into turn six, or maybe not. Jared goes a little bit wide. We saw that split maneuver yesterday by the JTR duo of Jared Thomas and Aaron Johnson. I'm wondering how many people watched the race back and figured that might work. We yeah. know Hickson did. It's definitely team racing at the front, but Gresham Wagner now will have the choice. If he's still in third position when they come over the top at turn four next time around, which I think we'll see the white flag actually this time around, it will be one last go. Neudorf having a look down the inside of Jeremy Fletcher. Jeremy's worked his way up in that Copeland Motorsports car to seventh position. Then it's Jean Chaudin in eighth. James Hinchcliffe uh, has worked his way back to tenth. And if you want to know how well Hinch is doing, he has set the third fastest lap of the race. Fastest lap goes to Celine Roland. Second fastest belongs to Robert Noaker. Third fastest goes to James Hinchcliffe. Well, we've been told two to go at the end. Uh, sorry, two to go, yes, was at the start of that one. So we see the white flag this time. Don't confuse yourself, Hindoff. Oh, sorry, second fastest is Aaron Johnson. I read the wrong line there. Right, into the last lap, 3.4 miles. We have two Hickson cars with Celine Roland already with the 10 bonus points for leading the most laps. And pole position. And pole position, that's another 10 points. Thomas Anunziata, the man from New Jersey, 
this probably his closest track. Sitting in second, they've got a good gap here. They may not have to split. Now, I think they'll stay together here at the top and try and drag away. This is team racing at its absolute best. But look at the train coming. Gresham Wagner has got four cars. Pull the whistle. Here they come. Choo-choo. My goodness, he's going to have to go the long way around. Surely he can't get both of those Hicks and cars. He might squeeze his way into second. He will squeeze his way into second. <laughs> so he's got one more opportunity for the lead. If he can get up behind. Off goes our championship leader, the 24, the dark blue, Aaron Johnson car. He's dropped down a couple of positions, but holds on to sixth. And he's got a grandstand view of this battle for the lead. Five cars now for three Steps on the podium. Jared Thomas up the inside of Robert Neuiger, the red car on the mostly white machine. And every step further is another $1,000 in your pocket. That's why these guys are battling so hard right now. And points for the championship, £250,000, uh, $1,000, excuse me, for the championship leader. Neuiger is not finished. He wants that third position on the box. The battle for third now has allowed the first two to get away. It's Celine Roland versus Gresham Wagner for the win. Down to the heel of the boot, and it's on. They are absolutely together. Nuika, along with Annunziata <laughs> and Jared Thomas, none of them stayed on the track there. No. I think Annunziata was so far off, he had to show his pass to get back in again. At the front of the field, it's not over for the win either. Gresham Wagner goes right out onto the dirt to try and straighten out turn 10. Side by side racing Annunziata and Jared Thomas with wheels almost locking into the final corner for the final time. The checkered flag awaits. Celine Roland is going to pull. Oh, pulls across. That's a little bit naughty. He defended coming out the final corner and didn't <laughs> give racing room to the second place car. Gresham Wagner point zero six two of a second away in second. That's how we do it in MX5 racing. Yesterday, behind the safety car, we had big gaps. That was 0 0.062 between first and second. A big move to the right, though, defending from Celine Roland. Just about a car's length. Was there a little bit of overlap? Yeah, Gresham was coming. He needed the finish line to be down at turn one and not in the middle of the front straight. Robert Neuerker takes the final step on the box ahead of Thomas Annunciata, who's the best rookie. Jared Thomas, Jean Chaudoin, Jeremy Fletcher and Aaron Johnson managing to take home points for eighth for the championship leader. Nerdolf in ninth place in the Hicks and Motorsport number 55. Jonathan's the second of the rookies. And our guest driver, JTR Motorsports Engineering number three, James Hinchcliffe, fought his way back from 16th up to third, up to 10th position in that number three. Well, we lost a lot of racing because of that big incident that took out seven cars. All the best to Matthew Dirks, Woody Hyman, Alex Bashura, Clayton Ketcher, Sam Pearley, Grant West. And yesterday's two incidents, Anthony McIntosh and Hannah Zellers. But Celine Roland, pole position, leads the most laps and wins the race. Shape with some provisional points. This will put Celine Roland firmly in second, but he is still 190 points behind Aaron Johnson provisionally. Aaron has 2,400. Celine has 2,210. In third will be Jared Thomas on 2,000 points. And then fourth, I think Gresham Wagner, 1,840. So the championship has closed up quite a bit, but it's Celine Roland who's going to walk away with this weekend with the biggest smile on his face. Although that being said, biggest smile might go to Hinch. I think Hinch has had a great time. I would be surprised if we don't see him back. If he gets the opportunity, I think he'll be back. He told us he wanted to be competitive. He's been all of that. Couldn't be in the fight at the end after damage from that first incident. Two great Edermitt 2 Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tire Races here at Watkins Glen. Both punctuated by some red flags oh, excuse me for some safety car after big incidents the cars will be fixed the drivers have walked away Aaron Johnson continues to lead the championship Celine Roland takes the second race here at Watkins Glen for Shea Adam I'm John Hindoff bye for now this programme is a Radio Show Limited production for more check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts